0: Swamps, But when it comes to graft and corruption and everybody wetting his beak, California, yeah, that's a swamp, too. We can't put up a housing unit for the homeless for less than 500 grand or build a rail line connecting the state for less than 200 million dollars a mile. Even though in France, with all their socialism, they did it for more like 15 million. California is a blue state that is completely held together by red tape. It's no wonder people are leaving in droves.
1: So this gets to how I had some optimism yesterday for the first time, and I don't know how long, because I listened to Bill Maher and Sam Harris, some of the biggest, um, most respected voices in progressivism, complaining about things on their side. That uh, Well, that's not, that's not even fair to say from their point of view. Things that are getting uh, the, the, the lumped together with their side. And the moronic media lumping it all together and acting like that's that's part of where uh, the left is nowadays. I hope it's not true. But anyway, Bill Maher complaining about California and how off the rails it is as a blue state. Um, he, uh, he had more to say. Well, let's just hear this.
0: Trump sure didn't drain any swamps, but when it comes to graft and... One of the casualties in this attack on the Capitol this month was Ashley Babbitt. She was a... Trump-loving small business owner, she had a pool cleaning company right down the road here in San Diego, and maybe, since all politics is local, all she knew was that she lives in a state that seems to care more about her toxic whiteness than her toxic brokenness. and that the state that's run entirely by Democrats, yeah, they didn't stop anyone from charging her 169% interest on a loan either. It shouldn't be that surprising that America is full of fed up, unhappy people who just want to break shit.
1: Toxic whiteness. We yeah. We've we been saying for some wo- uh, time that, um, well, I certainly believe that wokeism is a serious danger to this country. Like a serious danger, serious threat. Bill Maher thinks so. So does Sam Harris. If you don't know who Sam Harris is, he's uh, he's uh, uh, bigger in the podcast world and YouTube world, which you you can become your own star in just podcasts and YouTubes in the modern world. Oh, absolutely. World. Or TikTok or The Gram. You don't need a TV show or a radio show. But he's really worried about wokeness. And he's he's, he, he's he's a liberal. He and I wouldn't agree on any of the major issues of the day, but we certainly agree on this. And um... There's a couple things he said in his most recent podcast that I thought was really good, but here's a little of it. The fact that Joe Biden just
2: announced that his COVID relief package would be targeted to non white people suffering the economic effects of the pandemic. Many of you have probably seen that video. He stepped before the cameras and said that this aid would preferentially go to people of color, Latinos, He threw Asians in there as though Asian-Americans were an especially beleaguered bunch, even though in the aggregate they're doing better than anyone. This was an act of breathtaking political stupidity. Given the political needs of the moment, given the need to figure out how to build a bridge right of center, at a minimum given the need not to confirm the paranoia of everyone right of center that there's a tsunami of wokeness now breaking over all of society and the future for people who want to get beyond racializing every question in american life will be one of re-education by pink-haired lesbians there is a culture war that needs to be won here. And racializing everything isn't the way to win it.
1: That's that's good and, enough, Sean. And he, he goes on for some time on that. I thought that was just fantastic that a guy like him would call out what to me was just horrible. Joe Biden coming out and saying <clears throat> yesterday or last week, we're going to prioritize these minority groups right. with COVID relief. So and I, Sam Harris points out that
3: not the alternative. We're going to prioritize people in the greatest financial need.
1: Well. Well, which is where most people are by far of course with their their ideas of how to handle these kind of situations and it's just it's it's so frustrating so the fact that he mentioned that and bill maher mentioned the ridiculousness of toxic whiteness now i suppose you know the uh the wokest of the woke would say well there's two old white males and of course they feel that way even though they're <laughs> fully progressives and liberals
3: um the idea of your opinion being validated or condemned based on the color of your skin is repugnant. It's disgusting.
1: Who had the guts to say that on any cable news show last week? No freaking buddy. Right. Was there anybody on MSNBC or CNN that wasn't applauding Joe Biden making that announcement and saying, wait a second, is that going to make things better? Is that right? Isn't that racism on its face for one thing? And isn't that just going to make us more divided? And And then just from a economic fairness standpoint why don't we just prioritize people who are in the greatest need it doesn't make any sense nobody that i'm aware of said that on msnbc or cnn or last any week.
3: of the alphabet networks for that matter i have not heard that argument
1: it's it, that's incredible yeah, and yeah, it so is. i have been mocking this for years whenever i hear anybody say that white people are so scared of the browning of america whenever i hear that i think you've got to be crazy i don't care at all i don't care if america is entirely brown or black in 20 years if you know we're uh we're still free and small government and living within our means and blah blah all the things i care about the skin color matters to me not but if you're going to do this yes i'm going to be concerned about the browning of america because the president of the united states as of noon tomorrow just made a statement that he's going to rig the game against white people right if you're going to rig the game against white people, then I have to be concerned about the browning of America. Right, right. That's it, terrible. Well, and
3: was it uh, Sam Harris? Who? Uh, yeah, he said you're you're driving. No, I'm. It, it was Van Jones. I heard saying, "You've got to be careful. We are driving working class, in particular, white America, into the arms of the radical right through the constant bashing." And, and he's so right you know this poor gal from San Diego who died um you know she went down some some questionable roads online the rest of it but and we we condemn all political violence all the time we condemned it last summer we condemned it on January the seventh what happened the previous day and we'll condemn it going forward but there's a difference between condemning it and and then f- sticking your fingers in your ears, closing your eyes nah, 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 and refusing to understand it you take somebody particularly either in a central red state who feels like they have no representation in Washington, D.C., now that Trump is gone, or you take somebody like that poor businesswoman in a blue state who feels like she has no representation in her state, and they forced her business closed, and she's going broke, and she's told she's an evil person because of the color of her skin,
1: people tend to react somewhat desperately
3: and angrily to that sort of
1: abuse. So you're going to tell somebody who's got a small business who's white and struggling that, by definition, you're a racist. You just are. You and your wife and kids, you're all racist, just by definition which is a belief they're teaching in schools right now. Including in San Diego, where the poor gal lived. And because you're white, we're not going to give you money to help you with your business during this pandemic. Yes, even though you have been paying disproportionately
3: higher taxes for a very, very long time.
1: That's that's going to bring people together policies? Wow. That's a terrible road to go down. Yeah. terrible 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 road to go down and you got a couple of the biggest liberal voices in America saying that yeah
3: if you are not thoroughly cynical about politicians and i mean all politicians i don't know quite how to open your eyes can you imagine being willing to do something more evil than pitting us against each other based on small differences in ethnicity for political gain to to spawn a a, a balkans style hatred to try to recreate Rwanda and, and just a hundred other examples of tribal death, Malaysia, Sri Lanka, just, it's everywhere around the world. We've, we have to have made an enormous leap forward since the, the heroes of the civil rights era and the rest, bringing everybody together, eliminating color lines, making the, the rules of the game actually fair. And they're trying to undo it all for momentary political gain. Or because they've been indoctrinated into this horrific Marxist point of view. It, you know what? you got to fight it. You have to fight it.
1: Well, thank God. Or you're going to lose your republic. Thank God, actually, uh, Sam Harris and Bill Maher have way more followers than your cable news shows. I mean, it's not even close. Oh, yeah. Because he has millions of followers on his podcast, and Bill Maher gets millions of people watching his show, and cable news shows get hundreds of thousands.
3: Well, and you've seen on the Bill Maher show, some poor son of a gun uh, conservative, there's disagree, the crowd, oh, no, boo! I mean, his audience is wildly liberal.
1: Right, so, but I'm just, that's why I had some optimism yesterday that a couple of voices that have way bigger ratings than a lot of your moronic cable news shows are right. saying, this is horrible. This whole toxic whiteness, um, uh, you know, prioritizing by race is terrible. It's a terrible, terrible, terrible idea.
3: Yeah, yeah but the incoming president of the united states is proudly proclaiming that's
1: oh, the policy he got he got pulled that direction by the crowd that spends too much time on twitter i think yeah yeah well he's a politician oh that's that's a, it's just a bad road to go down
3: oof what is that uh, saying you like about uh, tell me which uh, way the crowd is going
1: <laughs> right which way is the crowd going i must get in front of them for i am their leader right yeah <laughs> yeah
3: Which is hilarious and regularly true. As the great H.L. Mencken once said, the only proper way to look at a politician is down.
1: Um, Inauguration is tomorrow. I went to the inauguration uh, four years ago. I was on my way to Washington, D.C., I think right now, four years ago. I want to talk a little bit about that and what they got planned since it's such a weird year. There's not going to be a crowd or anything. And Mm. I talked to a friend of mine who's high level in the security involved there and what he said it's like. Um some of it you're not hearing certainly uh oh. all that on the way our text line is 415295kftc than 762,000 pounds of pepperoni hot pockets over concerns that they may have pieces of glass or plastic inside them. What? Right now, customers are like, pepperoni hot pocket filled with glass and plastic or spinach artichoke lean pocket. <laughs> I mean, how much glass and plastic could it be, right? Come you know, you on. Not my pepperoni Hot Pockets. Well, since it's only, <laughs> is it really only eight seconds long? Let's hear the Seth Meyers version of that topic. Federal
2: regulators on Friday announced the recall of more than 750,000 pounds of Hot Pockets
1: after a sample was found to contain food. How tight are Seth Meyers' jokes? Wow. Mm, tiny. God, that's good. Um, Is that true? P- pieces of glass and plastic? Is that what the story was? Yeah, could the, the,
3: There could be. Well, I Those don't know. The, the, yes, exactly. I could be hit by a meteor when I walk out this morning, but, uh,
1: but I wasn't. Speaking of weird things, and roll the dice. That's what says
3: <laughs> uh, the great Rush song of the '80s: "Roll the bones, man. Roll the bones." I actually need. An Everything's action. a gamble. Take it on. Don't be a coward. God hates a coward. Fortune favors the bold. I'm done. Go <laughs> ahead if you'd like.
1: I actually need an answer to this question. I cuz I've googled it and haven't been able to find it. Did Chipotle change their recipe? Cuz we ate Chipotle the other night and the pork was different and the and the, the 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 beef was different and neither one of us liked it and we didn't eat it and I'll never eat there again if Oh, they, you you didn't eat it? And I love their pork. I mean, I crave that pork. Wow. And, I know uh, nothing about I don't this. Know, I wonder if they changed the recipe or if I got, you know, Chipotle's had a uh, few episodes over the years. But, mm. Maybe I had one of those. Um, the inauguration is tomorrow at noon. Um, Garth Brooks is performing, among other people. Interesting. Also, Chris Gaines. I don't know how they got both. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, I, uh, I'm i not exactly sure what this is going to look like. I, I won't watch hardly any of it. You know, I'm not as fascinated as uh, people on cable news are. Of course, they live there. Um, but I, I got a I got a buddy who's there for security. And I remember when I was there four years ago at the um, inauguration, I was walking over to because I had good seats, and I was walking over there, and I ran into David Drucker of the Washington Examiner, who we used to have on the show all the time, and I just recognized him from TV. I'd never met him before, but yeah. And I saw him walking down the street, and I said, "Hey, David, it's Jack Armstrong." Ah, and um, uh, I said, "Where are you going?" He said, "I'm getting out of here. Inauguration day. I hate inauguration day. It's my least favorite day. I always leave Washington D.C. on inauguration day." And I thought that's kind of interesting. That is the he's kind of a cynical. Hardened news. Veteran. He's a local yeah. guy. This yeah, security a local. The sure. security friend of mine, though, his, who is a positive person. I wish I was more like that. He's just one of those people. Um, that's positive about it. He said, "I love inauguration day." He said because whoever wins, it's their crowd is so optimistic about the direction the the country's going, and you have you know hundreds of thousands of people that are excited that we're you know we're we're gonna you know fix some things that they care about. Right. And I get that. positive energy in yeah, the air. I yeah. get that, and that is one of the cool things about it. That's true. Even even if this is not my cup of tea, you know the fact that we uh, and if you don't like it, in a few years you get to try a, a slightly different direction.
3: Um, Unless they eliminate the filibuster, for instance, add a handful of states,
1: uh, pack the court, that oh sort of
3: thing, then um, you don't get a chance.
1: Oh, lots of things are boarded up in Washington D.C. Uh, in addition to the all the National Guard troops you're hearing about the fences and all that sort of stuff, but a lot of things had been boarded up from the various Antifa BLM riots that happened last still year still boarded up still boarded up welcome to this great country yeah and a lot of cities are like that way uh, around the country I don't know if this concert's gonna be exactly like so I'm gonna watch Garth Brooks on TV he's gonna be not playing to a crowd that just sounds like a video I could find anywhere anytime I want
3: yeah the whole hey there's a pop star gonna play a song thing how 30 years ago was <laughs> that
1: I mean I and I know. love
3: Garth oh M- yeah, yeah, yeah musically I think he's a really he's a good old boy and, and the rest of it.
1: CNBC had this story yesterday, uh, speaking of Garth Brooks, um, uh, that I'd always wondered about. So I thought I would pass this along. How much does the artist get of a concert ticket? They were breaking it down on CNBC on one of their business shows. Mm. On a $100 ticket, the artist is going to get about $25. Okay. Um, The sum total of all the artists? That goes to the, the band or goes to, like, Garth? Is that was it broken? That down is by that the much?
3: performer or performers. Okay,
1: okay, yeah. And he obviously has to pay taxes. Probably about half. If you're a big artist, right? So you're going to get twelve and a half dollars of the hundred dollar ticket. Mm-hmm. So I've always wondered that. Who There's, who else gets what? Do you remember? The, well, the the venue gets a chunk of money. That's why mm. they have you there. So obviously they're going to get a chunk of money. Right, and then you got to pay all the, the 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 lighting and security, and there's all kind. There's a ton of costs that are involved in all that. The, 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 the ticket seller, the ticket seller gets a conglomerate chunk and everything like that. But so the artists, you see, you're paying a big time ticket price, but they're getting a fairly small chunk of it.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I can see that any time I want on YouTube. <laughs> so why am I watching it on the
1: inauguration? I don't know. Justin Timberlake will also perform again. I can find that right now if I just googled it.
3: And Getty.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Nothing is going to happen. At our nation's capital, there's too much security, which is fine. But, so stop acting like something exciting is happening there.
3: Well, and uh, I would be shocked if anybody even tried anyway. The, the six, the events of the six were an aberration and a tragedy and idiotic. Um, and I just, I hope there isn't that much energy out there for it. So, moving along. <clears throat> Genitals in the news. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's VJJ candle explodes. Uh, also, you really what? ought to go see your doctor, Gwyneth. Um, you remember she was marketing that candle that allegedly was reminiscent ah, of her private ah, parts. Ah. I'm a skilled wordsmith. I can dance around it. Um, and the, uh, the new general manager of the New York Mets baseball club has been fired for, uh, what the kids quaintly refer to as dick pics. So stay with us. These
1: are terrible stories.
3: Uh, <laughs> and yet, you, you, you need to know them. To be safe. not sure I do. <laughs> well, please. You're going through life with blinders on. Stay tuned. Or don't. I've been aware of Andrew Sullivan. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm very aware of him. Man. A smart guy. Super into uh, Yeah. Gay, he, Catholic. He's an interesting dude. Conservative.
3: Yeah, I always find his point of view provocative. Um, he wrote for New York Magazine for a long time and got uh, canned last year. The summertime, as I recall. Oh, Yeah. Uh, he penned his lo- last op-ed, uh, 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 op-ed, and this is not what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to talk about the incredible, spectacular dishonesty and hypocrisy of the New York Times, and he called them out on it. But first, to set the scene, he got canned from the New York uh, Magazine, and he said, "What has happened? I think is relatively simple. A critical mass of the staff and management at New York Magazine and Vox Media." No longer want to associate with me. And in a time of ever tightening budgets, I'm a luxury item they don't want to afford, and that's entirely their prerogative. That's See, that's, that's my people right there. They don't have to employ me. They decide they didn't want to, and that's their prerogative. Not, I'm a victim here of anti-Catholic bias or whatever. No, it's just it's fine. Uh, they seem to believe, and this is increasingly the orthodoxy in mainstream media, that any writer not actively committed to critical theory in questions of race, gender, sexual orientation, gender identity, is actively, physically harming co-workers merely by existing in the same virtual space. Wow. Actually attacking and even mocking critical theories, ideas, and methods, as I have done continually in this space, is therefore out of sync with the values of Vox Media. That, to the best of my understanding, is why I'm out of here. So, to merely have your byline on the same website, the same sprawling website full of content, physically harms the snowflakes who work there. That's a hell of a way to look at life. But Andrew Sullivan uh, getting some attention again for blasting the New York Times for its characterization of the violence that took place last year following the death of George Floyd in an attempt to separate the riots that took place on Capitol Hill earlier this month. We, many people, have said, look, you permitted per- political violence over and over and over again for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then you act shocked and outraged when crazies on the right resort to political violence? What, do, what world do you live in? How can you possibly think that? Well, in a piece uh, published Sunday, the Sunday New York Times, perhaps the most important publication on earth, Times national political reporter Asted Herndon accused Republicans of warping reality with their response that I just described. Loyalists to President Trump are increasingly relying on conspiracy theories and misinformation, drawing false equivalents with last summer's racial protests and blaming outside agitators. Uh, Then he said, Democrats pointed to the difference in motivation between the Capitol mob and the mass protests of the Black Lives Matter movement, which was not seeking to overturn election, etc., but Republicans saw the Capitol attack as the work of outsiders, or as justified by the summer's isolated incidents. Not justified, it's explained. So plenty of bias there. But here's here's the the big the big uh, shot here, the money shot. Last summer was just isolated instances of property destruction. That is the New York Times. Last summer was just isolated instances of property destruction. I draw your attention, as Andrew Sullivan did, to. For instance, this Axios story of late last summer. The vandalism and looting following the death of George Floyd at the hands of Minneapolis police will cost the insurance industry more than any violent demonstration in history, Axios has learned. The billion-plus dollars in riot damage is the most expensive in insurance history. The protests that took place in 140 U.S. cities this spring We're mostly peaceful. Again, I walk into your home. I greet you. I pet your dog. I say, can I have a glass of water? I drink the water. Then I shoot you in the chest. That is a mostly peaceful visit to your home, say the professional liars and Orwell baiters in in our media. The protests, which were mostly peaceful, but the arson, vandalism, and looting that occurred will re- result in at least $1 billion to $2 billion of paid insurance claims, eclipsing the records set in L.A. in 92 after the acquittal of the police officers who beat up Rodney King. Most expensive riots in American history. And many people died. They don't have the death toll here, but it was quite a few.
1: You know, I didn't get into that portion of the Sam Harris podcast, and I realize this makes me sound like a Sam Harris fanboy, which I kind of am, which is interesting, because he and I couldn't disagree more on a whole bunch of things. I mean, like, I'd heard his name for years and stayed away from him because I was so turned off by some of his views. But he said he was just appalled last, uh uh on that Wednesday, um, when the Capitol got stormed, how immediately so much of the media went, and, and Joe Biden went, to... If this had been a a Black Lives Matter protest, there would have been people there with guns and face shields and wall-to-wall because of white supremacy... They just had a you know a few people there with no protection and and he said turning this into race is insane. It's it got nothing so to do with race. Illogical. There yeah. were there were Trump groups all over the country. They didn't turn violent and start smashing up stuff. And they're pro cop. Whereas BLM and by the way Antifa, which if Antifa had been there, which is almost entirely white, they would have had cops everywhere and tanks probably right because their their whole goal is anti-cop same with black lives matter it's just an anti-cop thing the trump people were not anti-cop that's the reason for the discrepancy in how they prepared for it it's not white supremacy sam harris the leftist says that after 75 peaceful trump
3: rallies in which support for cops was expressed over and over again yeah the cops were surprised when they got attacked Because there were a a certain number of hardcore extremists amongst the Trump fans. That's why. It had nothing to do with race. Anywho. I mean, if the American Nazi Party had held a rally, and it was clear it was Nazis, they're freaking all white. The cops would have been there, would have been cops on top of cops with more
1: cops hiding behind the cops. But when you have the right to life march, you don't have that many cops because why? all the people they're white? marching for uh, it's they're white. abortion don't uh, break stuff up and attack cops.
3: Their history is that of peaceful dissent. That's why. And the incoming flipping president of the United States immediately going into the race card. It's just, it's, it's trouble.
1: It is very scary that that's where we are already with the we're gonna have uh, uh, we're gonna have relief for people who aren't white. <laughs> financial relief for people who aren't white. Yes. oh boy,
3: we're gonna concentrate on people of color with the financial relief. We're going to ignore financial need and instead decolonize or something. I think old man Biden is echoing the rhetoric of the progressives around him who he needs to appease. I don't think he means this stuff. I don't think he feels it in his bones. And I'm hoping once he gets in the office, he cools that crap off. Um, if I were a betting man, wait a minute, I am a betting man. Um, I, I would have to get some pretty solid odds to bet that Biden's going to come around and, and reinforce any sort of sanity. It's not impossible, but uh, I'm worried.
1: So I don't know much about the New York Mets. The general manager is a big position, though, right, in a major league baseball team? That's oh, yeah. huge. Oh, yeah, it's it's enormous, yeah. And they actually fired him. The, the
3: fortunes of a team rise and fall with their GM, no doubt. Who did he send pictures to? That usually
1: matters. A a, a reporter, a woman reporter. Oh, my God, did she want them, or did he send no. them
3: unsolicited? See, he sent her dozens or a dozen texts saying, hey, we should get together, we should go out, and, 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 and increasingly suggestive culminating in a picture of his uh, his flag at full staff.
1: Okay, here I have the story. The woman, a foreign correspondent, described by ESPN, who moved to the United States to cover baseball, said at one point the general manager had sent her more than 60 consecutive texts. There you go. Yeah. That's a little stalkery, scary. Know, be, any woman would be frightened by that.
3: you got to be from uh, Japan or Korea, right? No to be other, interested in baseball? No other foreign countries give a damn yeah. about American baseball.
1: Seven of which were photos, even though she American, was nuts? Ah, good point. Sixty consecutive texts, seven of them photos, and she didn't respond to any of them. So you send you send a woman you've met a text, no response. Oh, I'll send another one. Maybe she missed that one or All right, whatever. Fifty eight more. Maybe 58 you go, more. <laughs> maybe
3: maybe you go to your trusted friend and you say, Sean, I just this gal, this reporter, I feel like we should be together. She's beautiful, she's charming, and, but she keeps ignoring my text. Do you have any suggestions? Well,
1: hmm, have you tried sending your junk? <laughs> Have you tried sending a picture of your fully aroused wang?
3: No, I haven't. If only she knew of that. Thanks, buddy. Uh, clearly. Then it's just romance. ahead. G- and, and I'd like to sit Anthony Weiner down. And this guy, and, and he's been canned from one of the... He's, he was going to be a general manager of a New York baseball team. Culmination of his life's dreams. Do they think, you know, I wonder if she doesn't
1: realize I have a penis. <laughs> i have never been in a situation where i'm confused about whether or not a specific woman does or does not want to see it it always seems perfectly clear right, right. which ones are interested even before you get to the junk picks just the texting that much i i missed out on the whole um uh texting being part of dating thing mostly i just barely caught the tail end of it before i got you know uh married and everything um but it seemed to me so handy in that you didn't even have to have contact you could text somebody they text you no response you know okay there's no interest there you're right. done yep. you you send out a little feeler well that was quite a meeting we were at the uh, uh-huh that was something they 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 don't respond no interest they respond pleasantly with an opening okay there you go exactly it's so it's so great it's it, it seemed to me like an advancement especially for women because you always have the power dynamic thing going on just from a physical standpoint you can you can make it very clear no interest in like casual chat with you right maybe send one more in case she got busy and forgotten after that you're through here or fifty eight more including right. pictures right exactly that makes yeah. you a crazy person it's no wonder you got fired odd, again that's why I would like to talk to these people not to condemn them but to
3: understand them it's like my daughter has a, a job interview a virtual job interview today and I'm oh I'm rooting for her so hard oh my god uh, but anyway uh, it's as if I go in for a job interview and it, and I have the thought. I should probably show this guy I can best him in a fight. <laughs> I mean, it's where does that thought come from? I, you know what I think would get her is if I showed her my erect genitalia.
1: You know, I mean, how, what? You know, I, what? Well, f- for normal people, it's especially crazy. I think for the pro athlete type, I assume he was a pro baseball player. Is, is that true? I not? do not know that. I don't know that. Either. Often those guys are That's just true.
3: numbers guys. That's true. Executives, Ad- sabermetrics, et cetera. Ad-
1: athletes, musicians, that sort of stuff. I think they're so used to. It's kind of like the, the Donald Trump, uh, you know, famous P tape that came out. A certain, a certain kind of guy, whether you're a billionaire or a pro sports player, you're so used to getting your way. I think you kind of get out of whack. Yeah. As to what's normal and what's yeah. not. Well, he's back in whack now. For those of us he's that are, new, for those of us are normal, sending 60 texts to someone. So they met on the inner, on an, uh, el- elevator briefly, exchanged business cards. She probably introduced stuff. Oh, okay, cool. Business cards. Then he texts her 60 times in a day.
3: Well, there's no she way she. I'm assuming there's no way they'd exchange cards unless she was interested in him. He's a baseball executive. She's a baseball reporter. Besides, Wait a minute. Once she sees uh, this, <laughs> oh boy! Can you see my
1: privates? Can you? Can you? <laughs> can you see my?
3: Right, that was this theory. Oh, we didn't even get to Gwyneth Paltrow's uh, V candle. Oh, no. Genitals See, in the then, news. No,
1: no, no, no. Too much. No. That is too much. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely well, too much. But it's equal rights. Maybe for We're your podcast. We like ten minutes on this guy's <laughs> junk, and the ladies get nothing.
3: <laughs> Sexist,
1: misogynist.
3: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. My
0: point is, um, if J&J's vaccine does come to the market, and I have a lot of confidence in their ability to manufacture that in large quantities, If that vaccine does come to the market, perhaps sometime as early as March, that's going to be a game changer in terms of supply. We will not be supply constrained if that vaccine does make it through. And I I think, you know, many of us are optimistic looking at the early data that it does look encouraging.
1: Wow. That's a good one. I I didn't understand the first part of that. So that's one of the specific brands or Johnson and Johnson, I think.
3: Dr. Scott Gottlieb. Did Johnson Johnson change their name to J&J? Did I read that somewhere? Anyway, it doesn't take that long to say Johnson Johnson.
1: That is the single-dose vaccine oh, that's very close oh, to approval. Well, of course that would be a game-changer. Yeah. And there'd be a lot of it around? Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, there's also news that uh,
3: there have been a, a significant number of allergic reactions to, is it the Moderna vaccine? Uh, a yeah. specific
1: batch of the Moderna vaccine. Oh, really? Vaccine. How yeah, interesting.
3: Yeah. Where's that clip? How long is
1: that? Uh, oh, the, uh, I had the story. I don't know if I have a clip. Okay. Uh, I all right. Fewer but, than ten people who received the vaccine at the same community site in California needed medical attention over a twenty four hour period. Fewer than ten. No other similar cluster. Do you not watch Sun- Sesame
3: Street? Do you not have fingers? Is it three or eight?
1: I don't know why they do that in media. But anyway, uh so it's not a lot of people, but yeah. Yeah, we don't and, know. And like
3: everybody. everybody was okay. Mm-hmm. Although, i got to admit, the treatment, which is a shot of uh, epinephrine. Is well, I've done that. Yeah, that sounds really unpleasant to me. Mm-hmm. Just the biggest surge of adrenaline you've ever felt in your life. is that...
1: I, I did that after a bee sting, yeah. Like and your the, heart is trying to leap sting. out oh, of your chest. It was horrible. Yikes. You're wide awake. Is it that sort of feeling, or is it like overwhelming no, the system? It's like I'm dying. Oh, it was wow. just it was, it was awful.
3: So funny coincidence we uh, we came back with a Robert Plant uh, bumper song the the immortal Robert Plant um, because I was just thinking uh, in the, the the midst of the live version of Stairway to Heaven that you've heard most if you've heard it he says does anybody remember laughter well I'm thinking as I look at this does anybody remember policy or do we all just <laughs> yell at each yep. other over identity politics Correct. and that garbage one. It's that one it's that one the latter yeah, yeah. well here's some policy to think about. And it's remarkable to me how this is written in the Washington Post. President Trump's last-ditch effort to remove civil service protections from tens of thousands of career federal employees appears to have lost steam, facing time constraints and legal hurdles as the administration prepares to leave office, officials said.
1: That'd be one way to word it, or Trump trying to make it possible to fire bad employees would be another way to word it. The evil, evil Trump's effort to say, I don't know,
3: get the VA not to abuse our vets, to actually give appointments to our veterans as opposed to lying to them, and just waiting till they die. His just naked efforts to have some accountability in the federal civil service are (laughs) over, thank God,
1: according to the WAPO. Or if you find some government employee, which happens now and then, who watches porn like nine hours a day on the government computer and gets nothing done. You could fire them and they don't get their pension the rest of their lives, which they currently do.
3: As a result, they continue triumphantly. President-elect Joe Biden will become president Wednesday with an executive order in place to carry out the biggest change to the civil service in a generation, but no completed paperwork to reclassify the effective employees so they can be fired without cause. Allies of Biden say he's likely to reverse Trump's order. So thank goodness. You for wouldn't that.
1: want to be able to fire bad employees. God dang it. Every
3: government that- employee is permanent. So by its nature, government does not have to succeed. Oh, you can vote them out. How are you going to vote out a
1: million unionized federal employees? How hard would you try today if you couldn't get fired? Right, right. How much would you care about the customer if you couldn't get fired?
3: Because of the nature of government, if you could get fired, you'd still do a crappy job in a lot of cases because there's no accountability. Your boss isn't going to be fired and his boss isn't going to be fired. But if you add this permanent uh, employment protection... It's just so yeah, bad. I've, so I, bad. And,
1: it's you know, it's a policy. It seems to me like this is one of those that if you, if you gave me a half an hour to explain it to America, it'd be like a 70-30 issue. I don't even think you'd need that much time. You know, you can probably do it in 10 minutes. Should you be able to fire bad employees the way you can, you know, in the private sector?
3: Give specifics. Like you did, the porn thing, the abusing veterans thing, the lying, the covering up for crimes thing. Should you be able to fire that person? What's the argument on the other side? Other than it's government making the rules about their own employees.
1: Armstrong and Getty.